While scrolling through Instagram recently, I came across a phrase that struck me. It said, if you want to manifest something in the world, you put it on the mind of a woman who loves you. If you want to manifest something in the world, you put it on the mind of a woman who loves you. These powerful words didn't just strike me. It resonated with the whole Instagram community. I mean, the feed was buzzing with people saying, preach, you got that right, say it again. Something about these words echoed in people's hearts. And I realized it didn't just resonate with us. It was something that Jesus himself did. In fact, in one moment in particular, we see this. And the first person ever to preach the good news, a woman whose love stood the test of time, Mary Magdalene, the feast we celebrate today. We see it from the moment she's introduced in chapter eight of Luke's gospel. She is said to be a woman from whom seven demons had gone out. Demons that controlled her mind, that clouded her days and darkened her nights. Demons that invaded her soul and imprisoned her heart. A woman who knew doubt and fear and hopelessness and faith. A woman who struggled to bring light in until Christ called the demons out. An act of love that changed her life. In fact, Mary Magdalene believed in Jesus so much that she provided for him on the journey. We learn in Luke's gospel that she helped fund Jesus' journey. She gave her resources and life to his mission. This living miracle of God gave witness with all she had, knowing all he had done for her and all he could do for others. Others who, like her, needed to be reintroduced to the light of God. Mary didn't only stick by his side in the good times. She was with him in his darkest moments. She was there at the foot of the cross. She was there when he breathed his last breath. She was there when they laid him in the tomb. She came back with spices to anoint his body for proper burial. And she was the one left weeping when all others had gone. This woman, who had once been a miracle of Jesus, was the first to witness the ultimate miracle. Jesus rising from the dead on Easter morning. Because when you want to manifest something in the world, you put it on the mind of a woman who loves you. And Mary loved Jesus, and he loved her. We see it in this gospel, the love that was so strong that she remains after the point of heartbreak. She waits and she weeps by the tomb of the one she loves. We see it as he calls out her name, Mary, and she responds, Rabboni. Not just rabbi, teacher, but more specifically, Rabboni, my teacher. Not just a title of respect, but one of deep care. He wasn't just any teacher. He was hers, the one she loved, the one that taught her to see the scripture in new ways, the one who invited her to join him on the journey, one that taught her to believe in the unbelievable, one who taught her faith in times of doubt, one who loved her when others pushed her aside. One who showed her she wasn't just worthy of love, but worthy of God. One who taught her lessons that transformed her life, and even after death, would transform so many others. In this passage, we see the beauty of Mary called Magdalene. The name Magdalene came from a Hebrew word meaning fortress, temple, stronghold, something that cannot be torn down, something 
unbendable, unbreakable, steady, and strong. Mary called Magdalene was the pillar that stayed grounded when all others had gone, a pillar that could not be shaken, a pillar that still stands today. I recently had the opportunity to go to the Holy Land with a group of students, in which they visited Magdala, hometown of Mary Magdalene. In this hometown, there's a church dedicated to her with an atrium of eight pillars. Six of the pillars represent specific women in the Bible who followed Jesus. One was for Mary Magdalene. Another was for Susanna and Joanna, who also helped fund Jesus' journey. Another was for Mary and Martha, sisters of Lazarus and dear friends of Jesus. Another for the mother of James and John. Another for Simon Peter's mother-in-law. And another for Mary, wife of Cleopas. Six pillars were named and known. But there were two pillars with no specific title or name. One was dedicated to the many other women who followed Jesus and supported him. A pillar that stood in remembrance of the many women who were pillars, like Mary. From the Samaritan woman who sat by the well in conversation with Jesus to the Canaanite woman, who Jesus said was a woman of great faith, to the woman who rustled through the crowd just to touch the hem of his garment and be healed, from Veronica who wiped the face of Jesus as he carried the cross to his death, to the woman who cried in empathy as he struggled under the cross's weight, to the woman who continued after his death, like Phoebe, the deaconess of Paul, who carried Paul's letter to the Romans. And of course, his mother, Mary, whose courageous yes began the whole journey. Each of them is a reminder of the women who took part in the mission of Christ. And there was one more pillar, the eighth pillar. This pillar was an unmarked pillar. It was dedicated to all the women who love God and live by faith. A pillar of disciples yet to come. The pillars of the community that are around us today. A reminder of the pillars whose names should never be forgotten. The feminine pillars of our church, strongholds of faith and love, fortresses of truth. Women that hold weights we will never know and who stand up and support us in ways we cannot repay that we may acknowledge the way they hold up our church and our lives, the way they give strength to the body and aid us in finding strength in ourselves. Even when the weight of the world seems like too much to carry and the roof might be caving in, they stand strong. The Magdalens of today. Because Jesus knows when you want to manifest something in the world, you put it on the mind of the women who love you. Mary Magdalene is our example of a woman who knew Christ and loved him with all her heart, a stronghold of the past who knew the miracles he'd done, the lessons he taught, the stories he told, and the lives he'd forever changed. She also knew the bad, the beatings he'd accrued, the accusations he'd endured, the struggles he'd undergone, and the last breath he'd breathed. So when Jesus first appeared after the resurrection, he could have appeared to anyone. But he chose to place his mission in the mouth of a woman who loved him. A woman who couldn't wait to tell the world and manifest the good news for everyone to hear. Jesus spoke to this unrecognized pillar of the community, a message of hope. She had seen the risen Lord and was sent forth to spread the news from the tomb until she reached the first apostle, 
She was the church, the only one who knew the gospel truth and the only one able to tell it. The apostle, the apostles. She was sent to make it known that the one she loved lived. She wasn't just a woman who hoped and prayed, who waited and wept. She was a woman who loved. And a God who is love knows that a woman who loves and believes is the way to change the world. So let Magdalene be a reminder of what we can endure, what we can bring, and what waits those powered by love. Let us not forget the love that transforms and the faith that sets the future in motion. Pillars who work and toil and pray and dream that hope in a future and heal in the present. Those who love God and manifest a brighter future for our church. Who are those pillars in our community? Can you name them? And if you can't name them, become them. Because Jesus is waiting, waiting while others weep to reveal the glory yet to come. And this Jesus who loves us is waiting to use you to share that beautiful message with the world.